Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am your host, Hallie Evelyn. And before I start this part two of my crypto scams episode, I want to share that this is the 25th episode of Goddess of Crypto. We're up to 25 already. So if you have been here from the beginning, thank you so much. And if you are just joining us, all of the education and all of the information that is here is super useful. I hope that you will like it, comment on it, and review the episode on your favorite platform or review the show on your favorite platform and tell all the women in your life about Goddess of Crypto so that we can help get every woman educated to her birthright of wealth. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. All right. So last time we talked about social scams and specifically we talked about spoofs. So I showed pictures of my own Instagram profile having been spoofed. And I talked about a guy that I refer to as Trader Mark who was a legit trader, but who was spoofed in a telegram scam where they pretended to create an environment where people were able to make three to 5% a day on their crypto. And then the whole thing just disappeared when they had built it up to enough money. Everybody just lost access to that telegram group that day, which was their only conduit into the trader. So today I'm going to talk about some other kinds of scams, social scams also. And I want to just, in case you missed the episode two weeks ago, I want to just mention that most of the scams that you are going to be a part of, that you would be unwittingly participated in, or that you would get invited into are direct person-to-person scams, somebody pretending to be somebody else or somebody connecting with you for less than honorable reasons. But they will act, of course, like they're totally wonderful people and completely trustworthy. So I have here with me a couple of pieces that I have seen that I wanted to share with you verbatim. And one of them is pretty straightforward. This is an email scam. And this is something that was actually received by my mother. Supposedly, it is from Coinbase, and it says, Coinbase support service. After reviewing your Coinbase account, Noted several concerns with your recent activity. As a result, we've taken the following action on your protofolio. Should say portfolio, but it says it says protofolio. Not sure if you also noticed that earlier in what I read that there was already a grammatical error. After reviewing your Coinbase account, noted several concerns. We noted or we have noted something, it's missing a word. And then it says your Coinbase got locked. Who talks like that? Your Coinbase got locked. So in order to start using your Coinbase account again, you need to confirm your identity following our terms. Click here. 
and there's a big blue button to click on. If you don't take action, comma, before the next 48 hour, capital H, and it should say hours, we will initiate an automatic recovery, which could include selling your cryptocurrency holdings on both Coinbase and Coinbase Pro, exclamation mark, and there's a space before the exclamation mark. Okay, so here's the point of that. Spelling errors, grammatical errors, the Ponzi scheme that I was involved in 15 years ago had grammatical errors and spelling errors. And I should have realized then that it was a Ponzi scheme and I did not and lost money. Only time in my life I ever let that happen. So my mom calls me because she doesn't have a Coinbase account, but I do. And she has some of her money invested in with my crypto accounts. Both of my parents do. That's something that as you get more educated, you may find members of your family saying, hey, can I trust you with my money to do whatever it is that you're going to do? Don't make any promises. But if you feel like, well, they're not going to trade on their own and you're going to you know, they can join you in whatever you're doing, as long as you're all taking the risk together. And as long as you all have an agreement about that, and that they understand that it's a risk and that they could lose their money, that's okay. That's the only time it's okay. Because those family members know me, they trust me. If a friend asked me to do it, and friends have asked me to do it, I say no, because I do not want to risk someone else's money. And neither should you want anyone else risking your money unless it's somebody that you're, you know, consider a family member, because otherwise it will ruin friendships as well. And that's more important than money. And if you don't know that that's more important than money, then I highly recommend a book to you called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. I've talked about it in previous or an upcoming episode, but it's really wonderful. You really want to rethink your relationship with money because friendship is more important than money is. Okay, so what else is wrong with this particular phishing scam? This is a phishing scam. Really, I think everybody is familiar with the word phishing as it's used these days. It's spelled P-H-I-S-H instead of F. So P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Phishing scams are very common on email They blanket everyone. They don't know who has a Coinbase account or who doesn't. They just send something out to everyone. And that is how they know that they are going to get somebody who isn't paying attention and clicking. And when they say, in order to use your Coinbase account again, you need to confirm your identity following our terms. What are they doing? They're stealing your identity. And if you couldn't tell that, you're not paying attention. So always pay attention. When I do my crypto trades, here's what I do. I shut down everything else on my computer. I get onto my VPN, my virtual, oh, I never remember what the P stands for. I want to say virtual protocol network, but I just don't think that's right. In any case, my VPN tells my router to go live someplace else on the other side of the country or in Belgium is where I usually like it. So that instead of somebody be able to see the signal is coming into my house, the signal is coming into this house where I live in Florida, it will say the signal is coming into someplace in the middle of the US or someplace in a foreign country. And that protects me from hackers. 
And I prefer a paid VPN. I use Nord, N-O-R-D. That's, again, one of the most reputable. I prefer a paid one because I never trust the free ones that they're going to be as invulnerable to hacking as the paid service. That is my feeling. That is the thing that makes me feel safe. You have to do what makes you feel safe. Am I 100% protected? Probably not. Am I 99.6% protected? Yes. Then I will transact using a reputable company that does the online transactions like Coinbase. In the past, I have also used MetaMask. I have used a pancake swap because sometimes crypto gets complicated, I admit it. Sometimes things have to trade in pairs and the pairs have to match. So you'll have to like trade one thing for another thing. When I am finished with whatever the transaction is, I will move it to, if it's still on Coinbase, I'm moving it to Coinbase Wallet, which means I am not on their main system. And then I will transfer it to my cold wallet as quickly as possible. And you all have heard me talk about this. I also actually have an extremely reputable trader that I work with, and I like them very much. I have checked with them and they do not do anything on margin. So if I wanted to borrow against my crypto, I would not be able to. They do not leverage the assets that they keep. And they keep like 17 different kinds of backups. So I feel confident in making that choice. You have to do what you feel comfortable and confident in doing. And I won't even recommend the trader to you. It's not that they're not amazing. It's that I don't ever want to you know, have a problem and have you say, well, Hallie told me because it's important that you make your own decisions and that you find out on your own what is the best resources for you. So I feel like protected against being hacked, which is absolutely a way of getting scammed out of your crypto. I had a friend a few months ago who was so excited and I was so excited for her. She bought her first Bitcoin. She bought an entire Bitcoin. She got paid a big commission check and she bought a Bitcoin and she was so happy. And within a week, somebody had hacked into her cell phone using a SIM hack. SIM hacks are becoming more common. In fact, she was the second personal friend of mine, not somebody I knew on social media, but somebody I know IRL that's in real life, in case you didn't know that acronym, somebody that I personally knew who had been the victim of a SIM hack. My other friend had missed an entire fully paid trip to, I think, Greece because that hack happened the day before he was getting on the plane, his phone stopped working properly. And when he looked into it, he began to unravel. And he's a multimillionaire. So if somebody had gotten into his bank accounts, it would have been disastrous. So he spent the next like week changing everything out. But the SIM hacks usually happen because of your phone service provider. I don't remember which of them had which, but one of them had T-Mobile and one of them had AT&T. So we're talking about the main service providers. It was probably somebody at the phone company because he thought that the hack had happened because of somebody doing a physical SIM swap like with his phone. But eventually we both realized when we looked into it more, and we both did a ton of research when this happened to him, 
that it is possible to have a SIM hack happen. So they're hacking your SIM card ID, but they don't have to have access to the SIM card itself. They don't have to have access to your phone at all. And it can happen again, if somebody is corrupt inside of the phone company and can hand that information over. So it's very important that you like tell the phone company that they need to protect against SIM hacks and ask them what they are doing to protect against SIM hacks. So my friend lost her Bitcoin that way, just coincidentally, you know, only a week after she had it, which was really a sad thing. It happens. It does not happen often, but it does happen. And Usually when you are going to get, going to become the victim of a scam, it's going to be something a lot simpler than that. It's going to be something that involves person to person, a peer to peer interaction. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me. If I weren't recording on my phone right now, I could look up my Twitter account, but I have at least 10 message requests. Hi, how's your crypto journey going? Which as I have said, is a real red flag. How's your crypto journey going is a phrase that people tend to use. Another thing that people tend to do is ask, where are you from? Or just say hi. And my response is because since I consider myself an educator, since I work as a transformational wealth coach, since I work in the crypto space, I tell people all the time. You can always connect with me. You can always reach out. You know, If you have a question, if you want a topic that you want me to talk about on a future episode, do I hear from strangers? Sure, regularly. But when somebody reaches out and says, just hi, my initial response is always to be very curt with them. Hi, how can I help? That is what I will ask because I want to cut to the chase. Now, If somebody wants something from me, if they want to share a piece of information with me, they want to ask me to do an episode topic, whatever, they're going to get to the point when I say, how can I help? When somebody writes back to a sentence that is that direct with, how are you doing today? Or where are you from? I already know it's a scam. And I already know to block that person. You may not know that, but that Social conversation, something really simple like that is designed to build your trust. And when they have done that back and forth three or four times, they're going to start asking you crypto questions about your crypto portfolio. And their whole objective is to uncover information that you can give them about your crypto portfolio. I have seen people hand over the keys to their wallet. I have seen them hand over the, you know, like 26 digit code to their wallet because somebody says, oh, I can help you with that. I have seen people hand over their 12 word or 24 word seed phrase to their wallet because somebody said that was the next step and that was what they needed. You've got to be smarter than that. You've got to understand that unless you have really vetted somebody, unless you've spoken to them on the phone, unless you've had enough conversations with them online to really get a feel for who they are. And if you see them on a platform, like on Telegram, here's a really easy trick. 
reach out to them on Facebook Messenger or on Twitter or wherever else their profile is and say, hey, I'm just verifying this is you because I've been getting messages from you on this platform. They will either reach back to you and say, absolutely not, that's a scam, or they will say, I'm not on that platform, or they will say, yep, that's me, good of you to check. Don't ever be embarrassed about doing that kind of due diligence. If the 500 people on my spoofed Instagram profile had connected with me anywhere else or had done a search on Instagram to see that I had another Instagram profile with many more followers than that, they would have known better. And when you don't do that, when you don't take that extra step and you just trust you are doing so at your peril. Okay, so here is a social scam that I received recently from somebody named Kirsten Deegan. Kirsten spells her name unusually, K-E-R-S-T-I-N. So if I really thought she was a person, I could probably check her out. Deegan also is spelled differently, D-E-G-E-N. Now, Kirsten has a picture and she looks super cute. She looks like a really nice mom. Kirsten's picture is probably fake. In fact, I'm sure Kirsten's picture is fake. Because if you're going to be scamming people, you're also not going to use your real name and your real picture, right? So Kirsten says to me, hey, and I just wrote back, I was in a hurry. I wrote back, hello, question mark. Sometimes people reach out to me because I'm in like 12 telegram groups. And so they'll reach out to me inside of a group and they'll just say, hey, because they think I already know that I'm connected with them in that group. So on telegram, I might not say like, how can I help? But and in this case, I did. I just said, hello, question mark. And she said, how are you doing? And I wrote back and said, I'm great. How can I help? And then she wrote back, where are you from? At which point I blocked her because she answered a direct question with an indirect social cue. That is designed to build trust and it is designed to build trust so she can steal your money. She will then invite me if let's say I'd written back, where am I from? Oh, I'm from Miami. How about you? Oh, I'm from, you know, wherever made up city. Listen, I'm making a lot of money in my crypto group. And I just thought you'd like to know about it. And now I'm invited into the same type of group that I told you about on the last crypto scams episode, which would be in a situation with Trader Mark, where the whole thing is completely spoofed. And These types of scams, the type of trader mark scam that I was talking about before, I said was spoofed identity, and it was, but it's combined with what's called a rug pull. A rug pull is where the rug is pulled out from under you, and rug pulls have taken many different forms in crypto. One of the forms that they have taken is the trader mark scam. We create a group, We keep the group open until we've built a lot of trust, in this case, 90 days worth, and people are reinvesting their money because they're making so much, and the guy is our friend, and we really, really trust him, and then the whole thing disappears. The rug gets pulled out from under you. That is an example. Another example of a rug pull, and this is why you have to check out and vet your projects so carefully is that uh, you will see sometimes crypto projects that are themselves rug pulls. And I will give you a very famous example. There was a video game called, I believe, Squid Game. I don't play video games anymore, although it was 
uh, my passion and my industry for like 10 years. My first career was in the video games business. That's why I got to be an early adopter online. But this one, I just heard about it. So the video game is called Squid Game. Super, super popular. The next thing we know, there is a crypto called Squid Game. And it is the next great what's called meme coin. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know the meme coin, just like a meme a picture, is something that goes viral because people just like it. And it has no real value or utility behind it. By the way, if you haven't heard me say this pretty much every single episode, it's not a good idea to invest in cryptos that are meme coins. It's not a good idea, even unless you're day trading and making money in the short term because you can get in and out. Otherwise, it's really not a good idea to stay in a meme coin for the long term because they inevitably will go to zero because they don't have any reason for being around. There's no utility. There's no product. There's no program. There's nothing being built on it. There's no projects. So this was what's called a meme coin. Again, zero utility. And people were hearing about it and they were starting to invest in it and it was going up like crazy. And then one day, people went to the website for um, Squid Game uh, Crypto to be able to purchase it. I don't remember what the call letters were. And there was a sign. And the sign basically said, we ripped you off. We took your money. Why would you be so stupid as to invest in something that had no value whatsoever? And that was it. That was the rug pull. And I thought that was really just desserts because people do get greedy. We don't bother to get educated. We don't bother to understand the value of something. We just see other people putting money into it. And we say, yes, let's go ahead and put money into it ourselves without bothering to pay any attention. Your friend did it. So you did it. You've heard about it from three different people. So now you say, oh yeah, let me go ahead and do that. These are choices that you get to make. Make your choices smart ones. If somebody gets in touch with you in a group that you are in and calls you honey or dear, and they don't know you, they're almost inevitably in another country creating a social scam for to catch you, to ensnare you in their web. Don't let them. Now, I had a woman reach out to me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I was sharing about a new group that I have that's really for women who are already more advanced on their crypto journey. And hey, if you're hearing this and that's you, uh, reach out to me about goddesses of crypto and we can talk about whether you'd be a good fit. It's my very private, very closed group right now. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do with it, but there are some really, really cool and amazing women in it. And I reached out on Twitter because I'm part of the crypto Twitter space. And I said, hey, you know, there's some cool women here. If you're interested, get in touch with me. And I heard from this woman uh, who goes by a weird moniker, Black Widow. So I'm immediately like, oh, social scam. Do I really want to risk this? And I started having a conversation with her and I found her to be very real in our conversation. And she was talking about having been scammed multiple times in the crypto space since I think she got in around 2017. A lot of people did then. And she was saying that she really wanted to make sure she didn't get ripped off again, because like most of us, she would have had millions if, you know, by now, if that hadn't happened. And 
what I really liked about her was I could feel that she was being very authentic. So I invited her into the group, whereupon I never heard back from her. So I wrote to her about a week later and said, well, guess that wasn't right for you. And she wrote back immediately. She said, oh, yeah, I really don't do Facebook because the group at the moment is on Facebook and we will be moving off of it pretty soon. She said, do you have a Discord or a Telegram that I could join? Now, to me, that was a legitimate person asking if she can join my group on a platform. Those two platforms, Telegram and Discord, are the platforms for for, for crypto. I just don't care for them. They're hard to sort through. They're hard to really identify people. Stuff just basically gets into a long thread. It's hard to store information. And I'm not a fan. But I use them every single day because of the programs that I participate in or because of the groups that I participate in. And I know people who, you know, they only work on Twitter. They only work on Telegram. They only work on on Discord. It's whatever works for that person is perfectly fine. All of the platforms are legit for that. But I really liked that she wasn't willing to come into the group because she didn't like the social platform. That alone told me that she was a legitimate person. And I'll be in touch with her later and we'll see if she gets involved. But the point is that you can learn to make your own decision about someone's character by having more of a conversation with them. But if your conversation is, I'm great, how can I help? and the response is a non sequitur, you have to realize that that person is not the person that they say that they are. I had another woman reach out to connect with me, and it was something very similar. And I thought, because I could see her social profile, that she was who she said she was, and I could see that the Messenger account, because it was on Facebook, was connected with her actual profile. And she had like thousands, tens of thousands of followers. I was like, oh, okay, this is a legitimate person. Ultimately, I wrote back to the person trying to draw me out and said, tell your boss you're not doing a very good job, because I think it was just an assistant, like an overseas assistant or something. And I never heard from the person again. So I know that I hit the nail on the head. That wasn't necessarily a scam. Sometimes the person, when they see like it's a legitimate lead for whatever the program is, they will trade out from being a, you know, an assistant to being the actual person. And it's a different situation if you feel like, you know, there's an actual person behind the scenes. The problem that I had was just, I didn't have time for it. That's different from when somebody's actually just there to draw you out for the purposes of scamming you. It may sound really minor, subtle, and it is to have the word honey or dear be in a message, but it's consistent. That is what, how are you today, dear? Hi, honey. How are you? Do you know people who you've become friends with who started conversations like that? It's very unusual. So be on the lookout for stuff like that. Be on the lookout for those misspellings and those missed words. Be on the lookout for when something seems hanky, it probably is. All right. I want to say one more little thing. I want to dedicate this episode and the previous uh, part one of crypto scams and rug pulls to my dear old friend, Aaron, because 
Aaron has been telling me from the beginning, and he's a money guy, and I've known him since I was like eight years old, that crypto is a scam. And crypto itself is not a scam. I believe in crypto like I believe in the internet. And I got to watch the rise of the internet, and I'm grateful that I'm alive to get to watch the rise of crypto. I believe that there are many, many broken things in our financial system and that crypto fixes a lot of them. And I believe that when you get educated on Bitcoin, for starters, and you can start by reading the Bitcoin Standard, that's a really good book to get educated on the basics of not just Bitcoin, but on the history of money and why Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are a natural evolution, you will see that there is such value and that it's a a way to hedge against a falling dollar, a way to hedge against incredible inflation. You know, the dollar and the euro, as I record this episode, have reached parity. And in fact, the dollar has exceeded the euro for the first time since its introduction, which I was also around for. I believe the euro was introduced at approximately 80 cents to the dollar, gosh, 30 years ago now. When that happened, the euro quickly overcame the dollar and it really never went back down until now. We are back down at the bottom of, of a cycle. Somebody said to me, you know, I was leaving for Europe and I asked them, like, why is this so down? Why is the, the euro so down when the dollar is so inflated? We've seen 80% of all the money that's currently in circulation printed in the last two years, 80%. And yet we're saying inflation is only up by now 9%. How is that possible? And he said, so simple, but so profound to me. He said, it is the cleanest shirt in a pile of dirty laundry. And that made perfect sense to me. I love a good metaphor. So crypto is problematic. It's unregulated. It's still the Wild West. And there are still opportunities for you to be scammed. There's no question. But does it mean that you shouldn't get educated? Absolutely not. And does it mean you shouldn't choose to invest? That is a personal decision that only you can make. I believe in the future of it. And I believe that just like with the internet, we'll look back in 20 years and say, why didn't I invest in Amazon? Which by the way, I did the first year they came out. Why didn't I invest in Apple? Which by the way, I did the first year it came out. These are choices we get to make. What are your choices is more important than you following me blindly or anyone. Please don't follow the crypto bros on YouTube. Please, please don't follow the crypto bros on YouTube. They're making money by, you know, advertising on YouTube. They're making money by having big YouTube followers and by grabbing headlines. Get educated from, you'll find them. You can find them on crypto Twitter. You can find them on YouTube. Get educated by people who know what they're talking about, not people who are just looking to grab the headlines and people who are looking to create FUD, fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And as you're getting educated, be careful out there. Make sure that looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and it talks like a duck, that you understand that you're going to get scammed. I hope this episode of Goddess of Crypto has been helpful for you. I hope that you will like it review it, 
comment on the show. And I hope that you will share this episode and Goddess of Crypto with all of the wives, mothers, daughters, and girlfriends that you have in your life. Until next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right. <laughs>